Well, the 4th of July came and went. Happy 4th of July. It's kind of weird because you guys are listening to this after the 4th. This comes out on the 5th. But we're going to have a little 4th of July stuff kind of tossed into this episode as I'm celebrating the 4th of July and I decided to bump one of my episodes to do this episode. Um, We're going to go down and check out some fireworks, some FC Dallas, but I hope that everybody had a great 4th of July. Um, Man, I am exhausted though. I am so tired. I got to tell you, I'm just beat. Work has been crazy. I feel like I'm, I feel like I work and then I come home, I do everything for my, you know, whatever I can for my son to hang out and have that moments with that bonding with, and not all those days are good. I record the show. I work on some other side hustles and man, I'm not going to lie to you. I zone out to TV and movies and I'm done. Like I could like, I got to tell you right now, it's like 430. I'm a half a beer in. I haven't eaten to have dinner yet, and I could take a nap. Part of that is because of just how much I'm working. The other part of it is because I just haven't been eating properly and taking care of myself. So the 4th of July is, I mean, I take care of myself, but the 4th of July is my last celebration. I'm going on a dry spell uh, till October. I make it sound like I'm freaking Frank Gallagher from Shameless. I don't even drink that much, but it's time to get back in. It's time to get back in to the gym on a regular basis instead of twice a week. It's time to go in three, four times a week. It's time to make sure I'm doing my fasting. It's time to make sure I'm eating and and all that because when you're stressed out and you're tired, if you're not doing that stuff properly, you're just feeling like crap. And I, I gotta be honest with you, I'm just feeling like crap. But anyway, um, It's the 4th of July, and the 4th of July is a big time. It's a big time for movies. Like, I remember in 1996 when Independence Day came out with Will Smith. And I know most of you guys saw that movie. Whether you saw it then or you saw it sometime over the, you know, course of history, you know how big of a movie that was. And it was a basic film. Good cast, good special effects, good dialogue. But it was a modern-day War of the Worlds. And they released it on July 3rd, 2016, or 2000, and not even 2000, 1996. What am I talking about? I think they released the sequel in 2000, which wasn't that good. Um, but it was great. You know, aliens invading the earth. America comes together as a nation. I mean, we had some great speeches in that, and we fought the aliens, and, and we won. And it was awesome. And I remember going to go see that. You know, it was part of the summer blockbusters. And I think that movie ended with like $815 million. And that was back in 1996. So you got to look at what money was worth back then as compared to now when it's worth nothing. You know, what the dollar was worth. And I don't care what anybody thinks of Will Smith. If you don't like Will Smith now, I get it. But man, he was great in that movie. And I loved that film. Loved it. And I'm looking at summer blockbusters over the years and honestly since COVID it's been dry and I've talked about this so many times on and off the air the movie theaters are just not the same and movies and the way they come out is not the same and yes part of that is 
because of the amount of streaming platforms we have and the cost of going to the film. And part of that is Hollywood has changed the way that they produce movies and changed the way that they release and market films. But really, we are far removed from the COVID years, in a sense. I mean, people financially still have issues from it and and all that, but is anybody even talking about it anymore? I mean, how many people do you see wearing masks today? I don't care where you're at. You know, nobody's talking about it. You can get COVID tests like stacks of them at the dollar store to have at-home tests. You know, we're far removed from it, but yet we are suffering as cinema goes. And I think there's a couple things going on. Like, for example, let this is a big time of year. Summer is huge for movies. We used to have summer blockbusters coming out in June, May, June, July, like bam, like every week. And those movies would stay at the top of their game, at the top of the list as the number one, number two movie for a while. And guys, I'm recording in a different area, so if you sounds a little bit different, you just have to deal with it. It's going to sound real different tonight when I'm down by the fireworks. But think about it. You could have a Jurassic Park or a you know, Independence Day. You could have two or three big movies out at the same time that were still bringing in the money. Now you can't do that. And if you look at it, the movies fade. Typically, Part of, you know, part of that has to do with the fact that they release them very early. You know, Disney's been doing a 45-day movie run. They believe that they can capitalize as much time at the movie theaters in 45 days. Then they can start the process of it, of it going to the Disney Plus platform and, and streaming and all that. And I think in a sense they're right. 45 days in today's climate is pretty sufficient for movies. But look at the other films. It's almost like one week they're big and the next week, they don't just fall to number two, they drop down dramatically. It happened with Fast X, it happened with The Flash, it happened with so many movies. The longevity of movies nowadays in the cinema is slim to none. And it's crazy to me because I feel like we've had some pretty big what should be blockbusters this summer. And it really started back in April, leading up to summer. And it started with Mario Brothers, which we knew Mario Brothers was going to be a pretty big movie initially based on the animation, based on the fact that we hadn't had anything from Mario Brothers, like from Nintendo, in so long. And then once everybody saw it and how great it was, it hit a billion dollars. It dominated. And that went right in to Guardians of the Galaxy, the third movie of the franchise, the final film for James Gunn in the Marvel Universe, the final Guardians of the Galaxy as we know it. And it dominated. Dominated. It's hitting, you know, I don't think it quite hit the billion dollars, but I'm pretty sure it got to the $600,000, if not, or $600 million. Um, 
got pretty up there and, and, and all that. And it's still in theaters right now. It's on its way out because they released a date for when it's going to come out on a physical media and all that. But then you look at, I'm pouring a beer, guys. Um, let's see, what am I pouring right now? Virtually Inseparable by uh, Turning Point and Celestial. So there you go. Um, and then that dominated. And then Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse came out and hit huge numbers on June 2nd. Big, massive, right? It beat Avatar Way of the Water. It beat it. No, it didn't. I lied to you. It beats, it almost beat Guardians of the Galaxy. I think it did beat Guardians of the Galaxy. Did not hit Mario Brothers. Um, Little Mermaid was supposed to be a hit. Not really. Did not become the hit that everybody wanted it to be. But I'm looking at summer movies, and then you go all the way down to Fast X. Then you go to Transformers, Ride of the Beast, or Rise of the Beast. Then you go to The Flash, which is losing money, which is set to lose $200 million. The point of this is, it's not like in a different climate, and if you take the nonsense away, and you take the nonsense away from what Ezra Miller did, the Flash would have been a bigger movie in a different timeline, in a different setting. Transformers Rise of the Beast would have lasted longer. Fast X would have lasted longer. And what I think is hurting the movie theaters, besides the cost of everything, is the streaming platforms more so than ever, is the fact that these studios are setting up these movies to fail. These big budget movies to fail. They're not only setting them up to fail on the lack of marketing, because let's be real, if you're not a Marvel, Mario, DC, major franchise, the marketing sucks for movies. So you're setting up to fail that way. You're also setting them up to fail in the sense that you know that they're not gonna be in the theater very long and you're gonna release them on the streaming platform. So Dial of Destiny, which was banking on nostalgia, which was banking on a big 4th of July uh, weekend, essentially, has barely cracked $100 million. And I've seen it. And I think it's a good Indiana Jones film. I was entertained, but I think it's actually forced. I think that the character, his daughter, niece, whatever she... I don't know what she is. I think she's annoying. Like, I can't stand her in the movie. All she does is argue. All she does. When Short Round was arguing with Indiana Jones, it was funny. It was comedic timing. When this is happening, it's like, dude, shut up. It's also a movie that we forget that we had a really bad Indiana Jones movie that came out prior to that. So this movie tries to pick up the pieces from that and it just really feels forced and it feels like set piece after set piece. If you go back and watch Raiders of the Lost Ark, Temple of Doom and Last Crusade, those action sequences and the scenes, everything flowed. Whether you like those movies or not, they flowed. In this, it's like set piece of action, set piece of action, let's do a stunt, bigger, better, like... 
It doesn't work. I'm not saying it's a bad movie, but clearly I'm not the only one when it's not doing that well at the box office. And I think a lot of people are like, you know what? We know it's going to be on Disney Plus in a matter of like 30 days. So why are we going to wait? Or 40 days at this point. Why are we going to go to the movies and drop, you know, 50 bucks to go see this film? Which, by the way, you could just wait and buy it on 4K physical media because the way that these streaming services are tossing out films and removing content, you're almost going to need to have some of these on physical media because you might not be able to see them again. But I think that the studios aren't giving movies time to develop and aren't giving movies times to really set in to the movie theater. I mean, the summer blockbusters, it's like the biggest thing that we all looked forward to in life. And now, like when I look at it, Mario, Guardians, and Across the Spider-Verse, that's what dominated. Rise of the Beast, whatever. Fast X, whatever. Flash, whatever. Indiana Jones, whatever. You got Barbie and Hoppenheimer coming out. Hoppenheimer, that's the Manhattan Project beer. Oppenheimer coming out. Now, do I think that that movie looks great? Yeah. Do I think it's going to hit on a big level? No, because I think it's not everybody's going to want to go see that. As far as Barbie goes, I got to be honest with you. Barbie looks awful. And I know it's supposed to be that way. It's supposed to be cheesy. It's supposed to, you know, I get it. it it's essentially Elf, but with Barbie. Barbie comes in the real world. She's got to figure out how to navigate. Somebody's trying to stop her. Elf comes into the real world. He's trying to navigate. Somebody tries to stop him. It's the same movie, which, by the way, also stars Will Ferrell. And I'm going to say it right now. Look, I'm not the target audience, and I'm not a Barbie guy living in a Barbie world. I'm not. I don't care about Barbie. Will I watch it when it streams? Probably. Probably, just to check it out. I may shut it off halfway through, but I'll give it a shot. But I don't think that Barbie is going to be a hit. I do not. It, in my opinion, could be a major flop. And I'm also tired of Margot Robbie. Do I think she's great to look at? Yeah, I'll go watch Wolf on Wall Street. Suicide Squad, she was great. But I don't think she's like it. I just don't care. It's not her fault. I just don't care. So I don't think that's going to be a hit. So quite frankly, in my opinion, Dial of Destiny was like the last hurrah. And you're looking at like July and August to be pretty weak for the movies. How can you survive on two months? Like back in the day, movie theaters had six, seven, eight movies. Now they got like three. How are you supposed to survive? You either keep those films longer or you do what some of these other theaters are doing and start giving us old movies and having events like that. We've got to start getting better summer blockbusters. And they have to promote them because that's part of summer. Oh, this movie comes out next summer. This movie. Now it's like, okay, Christmas is kind of a good time for movies and sporadically. You got a Marvel movie that drops in like February. And like, okay, cool. And then there's nothing. And with the writer's strike and potential actor strike that's looming, there could be a major dry spell in films. We already have major movies 
that are being delayed because of the, the writer's strike. Now you've got the actor's strike potentially coming down the pipe. If that happens, those movies are going to be delayed even more. How are they going to survive? You could have a summer blockbuster of nothing. Whatever's filmed, sure. But after that, it's not like Hollywood's got a bunch of movies in the, you know, locked and loaded in the chamber to come out and give us hit after hit. I mean, Warner Brothers has lost so much money and now The Flash is about to lose $200 million, Which, quite frankly, let's not forget, we still have Aquaman 2 coming out that nobody cares about. That, quite frankly, has nothing to do with the future of the DC Universe. And it's probably going to be a pretty bad movie, but they're still going to release it. How are we supposed to go support something that really doesn't matter? It's just not the same. It's not the same of blockbusters in the past. And there's really, honestly, it doesn't matter what COVID did. It doesn't matter what the movie theaters are, or studios are doing. What matters is they need to get more blockbusters out there. They need to be original. Let's take a look at some of the summer blockbusters. Summer blockbusters, let's just pick a year, shall we? Okay. Um, let's go summer blockbusters. I don't know. Let's just go a few years ago. 2000, 20 years ago. Nah, 2017. Which I don't even remember, by the way. But we'll, we'll take a look at it. All right, not a lot of them. Not a lot of movies. Okay, you got Despicable Me 3. That's a big one. That was a big one. Huge. Actually did very well at the block, uh, box office. And that's about it. No, I'm just kidding. What were the top 10 movies? Uh, top grossing movies of 2017 in the summer? Well, we had Last Jedi, Fast, The Fate of the Furious, Beauty and the Beast, and Despicable Me. There you go. Those are pretty significant. Beauty and the Beast might have been one of the better live-action Disney films. Not great, and it doesn't say much these days. But Despicable Me 3, everybody loves that, which is why they're making another one. They got to do something. Let's not forget Wonder Woman also came out that, that year, uh, and it was right before summertime. Fate and the Furious was the summer. That was a big one. The Fate of the Furious, good God. Oh, Spider-Man Homecoming, that was not summer. But we also had Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2, which came out in May. Big movies. There's nothing. If you look ahead, and if you look at August, let's just look. And I know August is kind of 50-50 on movies. But if you look ahead at August, let's see. August, what is it? Uh, yeah, 2023. August 2023 films that are coming out. Now, mind you, we're just into July. And like, like I say, you know, people are going back to school, blah, blah, blah. You know, things slow down. You got Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Mutant Mayhem. You've got The Meg 2. Meg 2, The Trench, and Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, the animated one, that's with Seth, Seth Rogen. 
Those are your movies. Those are the big ones. Everything else I've never even heard of. So you're going to end the summer with barely hanging on. Going into September, which not much happens. Then you get some October, November, December situation. My point is, though, what happened? How, why have they got... Like, is Hollywood trying to kill the movie theaters? Because it sure seems like it. Which doesn't make sense. Which, you know, it's ironic, isn't it? Hollywood's getting ready to go on strike. Do you think these actors really need that much money? I mean, if you look at the list of over a thousand actors that signed the petition that they would strike, and I'm sitting here saying to myself, I understand that you have to work, but you're also living a, a life that is probably better than 90, 90% of the people on the face of the planet. And you're going to strike? Put out some good movies. You should strike. You should tell the studio to start focusing on quality films. I thought that COVID would have been an opportunity to bring out quality films, quality writing, quality directing, and, and all that. Instead, it has given us a grab bag of movies, and you never know what you're going to get. You never know. Reboot after reboot. We've got reboots coming of Harry Potter. We've got reboots coming of so many movies. I mean, they're talking about redoing The Wizard of Oz. They're talking about redoing It's a Wonderful Life. Yet, they wonder why they're failing. Why the studios are hurting. Because nobody wants to see a remake of The Wizard of Oz. Nobody wants to see a remake of It's a Wonderful Life. I don't even want to see the first one. But that's what's happening. And I'm sitting here going, man, I remember going to the movie theater in 1996 to see Independence Day. We had just had a major day of like paintball, the pool, bars, and then we were like, okay, let's go find it. And the, a lot of the theaters by us were sold out. We ended up driving out to Canton, Michigan, which isn't that far, but we wouldn't typically go there for a movie theater, you know, for a movie unless we were, you know, in the area because that was the only theater that still had tickets available. And mind you, this is before you could go reserve your seat or go online. Like you just had to buy them at the gate right then and there. And we went down there and got it, and that theater was packed on the 4th of July for Independence Day with Will Smith. Packed. People were getting turned away. I've not seen that happen in so long. Right now, if you go to the movies, it's probably pretty empty. Not just because there's other things to do on the 4th of July, but because what's there? Indiana Jones? The Flash that's been out for like three weeks. Guardians that is on its way out that has been out for a couple months. Maybe Mario Brothers. Spider-Man Across the, the Spider-Verse or Into the Spider-Verse which has been out for like a month. They're just going to be empty. You don't even have to worry about tickets selling out because there's nothing there. 
And I think that's got to change in order to save the the theaters and get back into the swing of things because you can't just rely on Marvel because not all the Marvel movies that have been coming out have been great. You can't rely on the nostalgia factor of these remakes or sequels or what have you because they're not all great. You've got to give us something. And if you're hurting us and hurting the theaters during the summer blockbuster days when you've got a captive audience looking for things to do, especially if you're here in Texas and it's 108 outside and just gross and there's nothing to go see, man, how are you going to make it? How are those theaters going to make it? Fourth of July is a great day to see a movie. See it during the day, come home, hit the pool, drink, go watch fireworks, call it a day. Or for a lot of people, because it falls on a Tuesday, maybe they got to go to work the next day. They're going to go to the movies, come home and grill, and turn in and go to bed early. Most people got to work the next day. Not me, but some people. So it's interesting to me what's changed in the movie theaters. And I remember the 4th of July being a big deal. My cat just came in cursing me out. I told you guys, I'm doing it from a different spot today because I'm getting ready to head down to Frisco Square for the Freedom Festival. We got FC Dallas. We got major fireworks. So I'll be down there and I'm going to record the second part of this talking about the 4th of July. Since we can't go to the movies, we're going to see what else we have to do. And really, I'm just trying to hang out on this episode and kind of look into a, a kind of a both sides of the coin of the 4th of July. And then I'll come back next week. But it's interesting because right now today, if I didn't see a movie, if there was a movie out like that I wanted to see, I think if, if Oppenheimer was out now, I'd probably go see it. Probably would. I'd be like, you know what? That seems like a good idea. I'll go get something to eat, get a beer, watch the movie stay inside where it's not freaking you know a thousand degrees out and still get out to go watch fireworks but there's nothing out there's nothing it's not like when i went and saw independence day all right guys i'm gonna take a break and then we're gonna go down we're gonna see what's going on at the freedom festival right here in frisco texas and we're gonna go check out some fireworks from fc dallas Okay, everybody, what's up? Happy 4th of July. FC Dallas is at the halftime here. We are 0-0 going into the halftime playing D.C. United. But we got some fireworks going outside of the stadium already. Drinking my nectar, and I'm having a great time. I still got it. I still got it, guys. I've managed to sneak in a six-pack of nectar to the stadium as well as some Tubbs juice pack. I'm outside right now. Well, not outside the stadium, but outside of the game. It is packed. The sun is going down. We got music going on across the street. This is what this is what I love about the 4th of July. Like, it's one of those days that's just acceptable to start drinking at 8 a.m. Not that I had to do that because I had to work today. And it's okay for you to, you know, just drink, pass out, get up, do it again, and go to the game, drink, pass out, get up. There we go. We've got more going off, guys. This is great. Tonight, though, we're going to have a massive fireworks display. I always thought that fireworks would get a little, like, old to me. Like, as I got older, I'd be like, eh. But they're not. And I remember going last year with Luke. And him and I have always gone, you know, to some sort of 4th of July event. Um, But we... uh, 
I've typically tried to go to FC Dallas. And I remember him, and it was late, and we won. And he was sitting there on my lap waiting for the fireworks. And they handed out all these little necklaces, these FC Dallas logo necklaces. And they were flashing throughout the game, but then they shut off. And I was like, oh, well, you know, they died. It's cheap. It's free. And I remember right before the fireworks came on, everybody that had a necklace in the stadium, automatic, like they just looked at it and it turned on. They were controlled to shut off at a certain time. They were ready. Like they were like Bluetooth, whatever, to shut off at a certain time. And they started to go in sync with the music as the Frisco fireworks lit up the sky. And I remember I have a video of Luke's face just light up. And he was so happy that his necklace worked as he watched those fireworks. And we didn't get home till midnight that night. But seeing his face... And he was just in such good spirits and so happy about the entire situation. I got to be honest with you. It changed my perspective so much. And now I sit there and I look at fireworks. And I wish he was here tonight, but I know he's having a good time. Um, And it just changes it. It just changes it. And I'm watching all these families pull up with their snacks and their chairs as they get ready in the next 45 minutes to watch some fireworks and hopefully watch FC Dallas win. This place is going to be packed. Good thing I can walk home. So cheers to everybody. Cheers to you guys. Have a happy 4th of July, and we will see you soon.